If you are 65 or over, or you have a weak immune system, you can now get your second COVID-19 booster vaccine. Your vaccine is due four months after your last vaccine. It will improve your protection from COVID-19. You can book a vaccination centre appointment on hsc.ie or contact a participating GP or pharmacy. For more information on your second booster or to book an appointment, visit hsc.ie or call our team in HSE Live on 1800 700 700 from the HSE for us all. The Hard Shoulder on Newstalk with Nissan's big electric switch. Scrappage is now available on your old car when you switch to a 100% electric Nissan Leaf. Now to go through the best of the big and small screen this week, I'm joined by John Fardy, presenter of Screen Time and Off the Ball, Sue Murphy. You are both very welcome. Hello, Anton. Hello. That was rather muted. Let me try it again with more feeling. You're both very welcome. Yo, Anton. (laughs) Now we're sucking diesel. That was way better for John. (laughs) Now, we have a lot to get through. The first one that I have to ask you about, Sue, is I was watching the um, clip from Billy Crystal talking to Jimmy Kimmel promoting this, which is, I think, 20-something years on from the original Monsters at Work on Disney, which is available from next Wednesday. We'll have a, a clip and then I'll get your view on it. Actually, we don't scare anymore. Now we're laugh power. Sorry about that. They're putting you two in charge. Just kidding. It's laughter we're after. We're going to need to find a couple of hundred more funny monsters. Excuse me, Tyler Tusman, official scarer. What? Scarer? You're no longer hiring scarers? Scarers are out. Jokesters are in. Is this a joke? So there you go. That's John Goodman and Billy Crystal back after the original Monster Nick. Any good, Sue? Um, yes, I really liked it, actually. Now, I have to say I loved the first episode because there's a lot more of Mike and Sully in it. Um, but I, I did find that so it kind of revolves around Tyler, who is a new scarer that's hi- hired to Monsters, Inc. But when he gets there, finds out that they're not scaring kids anymore. They're making them laugh. And he doesn't have a place. He's a bit like, well, my whole life was to be a scarer. And now I don't know what I'm going to do. And where does he fit into this structure? So the second episode is more him. But the first episode is definitely more uh, Mike and, and Sully. So <laughs> Mike is now the comedy college. He's in charge of the comedy college. And Sully is CEO. It, if I just felt like there was, wasn't was enough of them in it, if that makes sense. And but remind us, which is, is Sully the little green eyeball played by Billy Crystal and Mike is the big hairy fella? Exactly. Right. Mike, no, Mike is, is Mike Wazowski is a small little guy and Sully is, uh, John Goodman is the big, huge blue bear uh, that actually looks very cuddly. I could never get that he was, he was a scare monster, but anyway. It's very um, large, but I, <laughs> Just <laughs> scale alone will do for you. <laughs> I mean, if he appears in your bedroom at night, you're going to be like, what exactly. the hell? Yeah, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> but uh, no, I think, I think people who like this world, who like the characters, who are written really well, I think people will just really, really like this. And it's good for kids as well because you do have the, uh, like there is, you know, that corporate structure thing that you have where like, we need to figure out all our messaging and all of our training videos are all wrong. You know, there's kind of a lot of that where you're like, oh God, I've lived that. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> Does the um, animation, because so, yeah. if I remember rightly, one of the things that was notable about Monster Inc. in the first time was it was the, the first time that, I think it was Pixar, were able to do hair well. That's why they made your man so furry, because they had they had gotten to the computing point of doing good hair. Does it does it hold up still? It still does. You know that when Sully moves, exactly that hair thing you're talking about, he just stops and the hair just kind of still continues to move just slightly. It still looks incredible. And like it 
obviously is animation, but it's still that 3D kind of animated computerized animation still looks fantastic. I just think it's so colorful as well. Like I have a little 17 month old, like she had no real interest in the storyline or anything like that, but it was on the background. She was kind of looking at the colors and she knows Mike. So she goes, Mike, Mike, every time he comes up on the screen. So I think there'll be something in it for everyone. That kind of thing. It's there's 10 episodes of it. Uh, it's on from next Wednesday on uh, Disney Plus. And I, I just think it's a winner. It's just good characters. Well written. Well, we move to the next one, which is one that, Sue, I, I think is, is probably too advanced for your little girl at the moment. John, this is uh, the story. It's, it's another round uh, story of people who commit to being slightly sozzled all the time. Yeah, uh, and it's a fantastic film, I want to say at the outset. It won an Oscar this year for Best Foreign Language Film. Thomas Vinterberg gave a beautiful acceptance speech. His daughter tragically died about three days into filming and he gave this really poignant uh, speech about all that and how they were able to persevere with the movie. Now, the movie has absolutely nothing to do with that. It's about four, I guess, middle-aged men in Denmark who were kind of at that malaise stage in life where they quite don't know what to do. And one of them comes up with this idea which appears to be semi-accurate by a, a Finnish or Norwegian or Swedish somewhere Scandinavian a psychologist up there who maintains that we're not born with enough alcohol in our system and we should keep ourselves slightly sozzled all day long. Now, he's come out and said that's kind of a misreading of what he said, but let's not worry about that. So basically, the four of them, and Mads Mikkelsen, that great actor, is kind of the lead character. He's a school teacher. They're all in, in education, actually. Most of them are, are school teachers. And he's really at an impasse in his life. Things are bad at home. Things are bad in school. So after a drunken night out, they decide to try this once one of their friends floats the idea. And it begins kind of hilarious where they're in school half cut every day and giving kind of better classes than they have done for years before being better husbands but then as you can imagine things start to fall apart somewhat you know they decide to up the dosage now it sounds kind the of the dosage it, yeah the dosage <laughs> that's how i view alcohol but it it it, it isn't just a simple you know it goes bad then it's a lot more nuanced by that and at times they're veering towards alcoholism but then it goes in a different way as well and in a way like kind of on a grand scheme of things it's kind of like a philosophical study of being pissed I guess in a way because I would have thought there's a general rule in life that unless you're mm. one of them drunks are very boring well, that's the thing, and maybe there's, that will be one of the criticisms, but they don't appear boring at all. Most of the time, they're still the right side of being in an advanced state of refreshment, that they're like two or three beers in, where people are just on the right side of the abyss before they're getting boring. And it's seen from their perspective. So they make for quite good company, it has to be said. Uh, but, but it doesn't go where you think it's going to go, which is... Like it gets very serious, but then it, so I don't want to give any spoilers. It goes in a variety of places and it's a lot of different things. What I'd say is I watch a lot of movies for this gig and I'm not complaining. There are worse jobs, but you know, movies are, a lot of them are of a pattern of a type of beginning, middle and end, three arc structure, blah, blah, blah. This was very different to anything I'd seen in a while. Uh, maybe it's the Danish thing. I don't know, but it's a fantastic film. And it, is it subtitled it Subtitled or overdubbed? It, it is subtitled, but don't let that get in the way. You're able to read, Anton, right? <laughs> yes, but I don't like having to put in work at movies. By the way. No, no. 
I know this is completely separate to what we're meant to be talking about, but on the subject of, yeah. of putting in workout movies, last night in a fit of boredom, I watched Aquaman. Can either of you explain to me how that <laughs> stupid thing got made? No, I don't. There's oh a huge audience for God, it. That's terrible. how they get made. The problem is you say Aquaman, they're going to make a movie and you're guaranteed a certain audience straight away. How so they sat through it. Oh, t- anyway, so your, your next pick up, um, putting Aquaman to one side, City on a Hill. <laughs> I was actually going to say Jason Momoa's in it, so I'd watch anything with Jason Momoa in it. That is true. You, you get through about 20 minutes just mesmerised by the abs, but even that doesn't get you through the whole thing. Yeah, well, most of it. Um, City on a Hill, it's on Sky at the moment, and like this is one of the series that I still don't understand how I feel about it because I'm still watching it, but I'm not sure if I want to or not. But it's um, Kevin Bacon plays an FBI agent who is very openly, well, I think he seems like he's very openly corrupt and... Um, going around telling people that he's openly corrupt and he's trying to make it like resurrect his career he was involved in a case years before and he was kind of like the hot shot and now his kind of career has gone downhill Um, it's trying to be the wire in some ways like taking itself really seriously and I don't think it's obviously at that that level I mean nothing is at the level of The Wire Oh The Wire it, had it a couple is, of misses though that the, the series based on the docks where they were in a porta cabin my god that oh, I really like that oh, series Oh drag whoa, 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 whoa. Sorry John am I in yeah. trouble here? Yeah you're big time <laughs> Sue I think you should handle this one <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was such a good reveal about all those characters that were oh, how, God, how that characters. crime builds. Enough with the arc. Oh, yeah. Omar and his shotgun, get him back. That was when things were cooking. <laughs> so, <laughs> City on... Enough with the arc. <laughs> City on a Hill is available where, Sue? It's on Sky and it's on now. There's two series that are on there and like the reviews are really good for this so I want to stick with it because I think it gets better. It's executive produced by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, by the way, who wanted to make a Boston series and the cast by Kevin Bacon. It's enjoyable. It's just not The Wire. Speaking of which, how is he getting on with J-Lo? Do we know? He, I like, I'm, I'm such a stalker. He's back with J-Lo. There's, there's, I know, uh, but is it still together? Oh yeah, there was pictures of them kissing at dinner. OMG. I'm glad this is turning into a gossip column. This is very <laughs> exciting for me. But yeah. John, I before, was very excited about this. <laughs> before we descend too far, your next pick is a film starring Michelle Pfeiffer called French Exit. We have a clip before we get your view. It's all gone. Every penny. What was your plan? My plan was to die before the money ran out, but I kept and keep not dying. And here I am. The hens are clucking. Are they saying I'm broke? They are. What about my apartment in Paris? It's just sitting empty. Have you told your mother about our engagement? We're going to Paris. Would you describe yourself as a coward? No. When I came to Paris the first time, Merci beaucoup. something sent up an alert. It was the presentiment of what was to come. Well, maybe it improves with the visuals, but from this distance, that sounds like a lot of scenery chewing. A lot of scenery chewing. Can I just go back to the arc thing for one second? Because you're a big Sopranos fan, aren't you? I've heard you talk uh, about the Sopranos. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm a big Sopranos fan. And Big Pussy Bump and Cero says to Christopher, and Christopher's complaining that he doesn't have any arc in his life, and Pussy says, you know who had an arc? Noah. I just wanted to get that in. <laughs> so listen, based on... Based on the trailer from what you've described, you're accurate. This is terrible. Uh, this is like Aquaman, as in, I don't know why this was made. Because oh, wow. I thought this was, yeah, I thought this was going to be great. You have Michelle Pfeiffer, who is just 
glorious in most things she's ever done. This feels like a bad version of a Wes Anderson movie. They're trying to be quirky and cool, but it's just pretentious and crap. And it gives me no pleasure to say it because I love Michelle Pfeiffer and I love Lucas Hedges, but they forgot to write a story. So I'm giving this a definitive thumbs down. You sure you don't want to keep candy coating it? You get off the fence here at any point, John? <laughs> I uh, want to talk to the Sopranos. Uh, yeah, that's, that's where we're going to go before we go to the Sopranos because I am quite excited about this. Sue, I, I believe I have to ask you something related to <laughs> semi-naked people sucking each other's toes. I don't want to, oh my but gosh, I have to. That was a great way to introduce that. I didn't expect that at all. Um, are you watching Love Island? Am I? No, I'm not watching. Of course I'm not watching Love Island. I'm deeply disappointed in you because it is like I always say when it comes up to this and my husband laughs at me because I'm like, I'm not watching it this year. I'm just not getting involved. It's not happening. And then I'll watch like two episodes and I'll be like, hook it to my veins. I love this. Is it just semi-naked it is... attractive people in, in, in semi-continuous foreplay? Is that, that's what the, that's the shtick. Well, kind, but more than that, it's the producers having a great time and going, how can we make all of this crowd want to kill each other on a constant basis? And that's what makes it really entertaining. And it's the editing. The editing is brilliant and the voiceover. So it's just like, you know, somebody does something and they, they, they hold the camera on someone's face while they make a face at someone else. They're like, oh, oh, what's happening here? And you're just like, I just love it. I suck it up every year, every year. But when more hate comes in the, the scene two years ago. Phrase given yeah. recent toe instances. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're saying uh, if I suffer through this Sue I will hold you personally responsible you're saying I should watch an episode I'm afraid to because like look I'm going to tell you like when we were watching it when I was in the office when we were still allowed to be in an office in 2019 the whole off the ball office was watching about this Joe Malloy did a segment with Ivan Yates about it everyone was watching it it is impossible to get away from once you start watching it they'll well, just hook you in if, if Ivan so, Yates is into it who am I to argue Sue you, you had <laughs> me at Ivan <laughs> come here the important news of all of this John back to you for The Sopranos prequel, The Many Saints of Newark. I know, yeah, it has a release date in October in Ireland in cinemas, which is just wonderful. Uh, James Gandolfini's son is, in essence, playing him in a kind of prequel story set in the Newark riots. You know, I'm I'm normally against prequel stories because I think it's kind of lazy, but anything to do with The Sopranos, I'm just there. Oh, you got Junior, you got the Montesantis back in. This is going to be awesome. Ray Liotta's in it. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr. Farmiga. Yes, sorry, we should have mentioned. It's a fantastic actress as well. Sorry, it's just a boys club here about the Sopranos. I do apologize. (laughs) Who's Vera Farmiga? I'm really excited. Oh, she's a wonderful actress. She was in Up in the Air opposite George Clooney. Lots of stuff. There's another film that was all arc and no explosions. (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh, I'm in trouble for this as well. <laughs> yeah, it sort of is. John, Sue, thank you so much. And um, the Sopranos prequel, The Many Saints of Newark, is going to be, you said when, October we're likely to see it? Yes, October, the 22nd of October. Could I just really quickly mention that there's also an interesting movie landing over the next three weeks on Netflix every Friday, three movies called Fear Street. It's the first time in Netflix's history they're doing one every Friday. It's kind of Buffy and the Vampire kind of horror thing from middle America. It's good, but they're every Friday movies landing every Friday on Netflix. There you go. John Fardy, presenter of Screen Time and Off the Ball, Sue Murphy. Thank you both very much. (laughs) 